Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'll give you the scripture here in just a moment. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 This won't take very long. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. The Apostle Paul John is believed by many Christians and scholars to be the author of the epistle of 1 John since the beginning of the church. Stay in worship. I'm sharing the word, but stay in worship. Hallelujah. You can stay, remain standing if you like. You can sit down if you like. This won't take long. He places himself as a part of a group of apostolic eyewitnesses to the life and ministry of Jesus. Let's turn to 1 John, the first chapter, verses 5 through 10. 1 John, hallelujah, chapter 1, very familiar, verse 5 through 10. And the word of God reads, this is the message which we have heard from him, capital H, and declare to you that God is light. And in him, no darkness at all. We'll read the rest here in just a moment. You can be seated if you'd like. Stay in worship. Stay in prayer. Open your heart for him. Glory to your name, Father. When you read and study 1 John, you quickly notice two things. There are no gray areas in his letter to the region of Christians that he is writing to, which is the region of Ephesus. There's right versus wrong, light versus dark, truth versus false, and so on. Number two, he wants you to understand the very essence of God, of the God we serve. We've just read that God is light and in him is no darkness. Now imagine with me that the author is speaking about the God who created the heavens and the earth. We understand in the beginning uh, the earth was dark and without form or it was void until God spoke and said let there be light in other words he was saying let there be himself he saw that the light was good and that the evening and the morning was the first day you see he immediately began to establish difference between darkness and light the light in which he spoke penetrated the darkness. Genesis 1 and 14 begins to let us know that God spoke that there be light in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night for signs and seasons, 
days and years to give light on the earth two great lights the sun to rule the day and the moon to rule the night even including the stars tell somebody beside you behind you on the left or right of you in front of you that the light will always rule it will always rule and reign I don't know about you but I'm so glad of the light I'm glad for the light now in the Gospel of John the author wrote that the Word was with God and the Word was God and he was in the beginning with God verse 4, four says in him was life and the life was the light of men he's talking about Jesus in him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it it did not overcome it the light will overcome any and everything did you know that you were an overcomer for whoever is born of God those that have given your lives to Christ born again have you been converted overcomes the world and this is the victory that has overcome the world someone say our faith amen Jesus is the light of the world that should not just be recognized in this Christmas coming season but Jesus is always the light. Amen. Understand that as natural life, understand that as all natural life and growth depends on light, all spiritual life and growth depends on God, vegetation, animals, and of course mankind. We all depend on the source of light to survive and mature. Even daylight savings time alters a person's mood in Alaska long winter nights bring a gloomy effect to residents sad or seasonal affective disorder is suffered by 20% of the state from light deprivation in Barrow Alaska the northernmost city in North America um, North America does not see sunlight for 65 days November through January can you imagine how many of you know what it's like traveling from work now that it's dark? Let alone it's raining or it's foggy. Amen? Amen. Depression and alcoholism, among other things, are on a rise during the winter months. Well, so it is in the spiritual. Without God, we all would be miserable. Jesus said concerning the true vine that without him we could do nothing and so we have established in just this short time that God is light. Now, here comes the problem or the issue that we have. It's called sin. It's called sin. We, 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 we've heard it. We deal with it. We confess it. And we want more not of sin more of God in fact no one is exempt for the Bible tells us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God 
saved or unsaved, but the difference is those who have given your life to Jesus, you're covered. We're covered. It's like being in a rainstorm. Some people have umbrellas and some do not. And although we're all feeling the same effect of the weather for that day, some people are covered and some are not. It's like driving and you have auto insurance, insurance but better. You don't have to pay the premium. Hallelujah. Jesus already paid for our premium. He already shed the blood. Hallelujah. We insure our health, our home, our cars, and maybe even life insurance. But what about our souls? Regulations for seat belts and, 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 and child proofing for, you know, uh, electrical outlets. And, and, it, and we should have those things. Praise God. But what about your soul? What about your soul? Because of one's man fall, Adam, all have become spiritually dead and separated from God. At least until one has made an intelligent decision to give his life to Jesus. I hope you're listening. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When Adam sinned, he lost his righteousness in God, his right standing. He forfeited his authority and there became a separation with God. His perfect relationship with the creator was broken after the fall. Now back to 1 John verse 6. It says, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. My title is, we become what we practice. We become what we practice but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanses us from all sin if we say that we have no sin verse 8 we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. No gray area. The author is like, you are or you're not. Is you is or is you ain't my baby. What's it going to be? There's no gray area. And I'm preaching to myself. Hallelujah. I'm not exempt. No more than you're, you're not exempt. None of us are exempt. We deal with some things. Hallelujah. So let me ask you as I've asked myself. As I've pondered and examined myself, what are you practicing? Is it the truth? Are we calling God a liar? 
Is it the word? Do you find yourself walking in darkness or the light? The warring of our members. In Romans, the seventh chapter, Paul describes the nature or the state of our being as a war. He says in the 15th verse, for what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that it is good. You know, and within that chapter, there's at least 48 eyes and knees. Paul is saying, what I will to do, what is in my inner man, I will to do what is right, but evil is always with me. And see, so he goes on and says, I agree with the law that it is good. It's no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. He understood that he wants to do what is right. His inner man desires to do the right thing, but sin is always with him, and his flesh, nothing good dwells. How to perform what is good, he could not find. Warring of his members. Paul found out that the law could not save him from sin. He said he would not have known covetousness unless the law said, you shall not covet. When our son was a toddler, you know, my wife and I, and, and you, those of you that are parents, you already know this, and you know, you, you've had to inform our children about the law of the household. Don't touch the stove because it's hot. Look both ways before you cross the, the street. And every now and then, little two-year-old TC would get near the stove and put his finger about two centimeters from it and look at us and say, hot? There's something about the sin nature that we know what's best for us. We know what's right, but there's something about this inner, this flesh this, this, this warring in of our members that we want to test it out anyway. And once you allow your flesh to taste something that, that the flesh considers good, it always wants more. You can never, never satisfy the flesh. I want a piece of chocolate cake. I got that piece of chocolate cake. It was moist. It was this thick. I took my shoes and my socks off. I crossed my feet. My feet rubbed one another. I had a, a, a big glass of, of, of Pepsi. I drank it. I was satisfied. And one hour later, my wife was like, why are you in the refrigerator now? Or why are you looking over there in the chips? Because now I've had something sweet. Now I want something salty. Our flesh will never be satisfied. And sin will take us farther than we really want to go. Maybe too far that we can't get back. 
Hallelujah. I don't know whether to preach or teach. Hallelujah. Paul said, I delight in the law of God. If you turn to Romans, the seventh chapter, verse 22. We're dealing with four laws here. You're talking about warring. Romans 7, 22. Paul says, I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. The word of God is wonderful. It's beautiful. It's absolutely amazing. When you're studying and you're reading the word of God, even if you're in trouble and, 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 you're, and, you're, and you're looking for a scripture, you're looking for something to encourage you when you find it, the word of God says in Psalm 18 that, that, the, that the word of God, the entrance of his word enlightens us. Our inner man desires the law of God. Psalm 119 refers to the word of God, the word the law, his statutes, his precepts, his commandments, the law of God. It's well with our soul and our spirit. But then he says this, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin. So you have four laws. The law of God, the law of our members, warring against the law of, our, of my mind that brings us into captivity to the law of sin. I imagined this tight rope on both ends, circling my head with two ends extended. And it's pulling both ways all day long kissing the wife taking the dog out to use the bathroom cooking dinner saying praise the Lord smiling but there's still members are warring we've seen past old time episodes where someone had an angel on one side and the devil sitting on the other side of the shoulder. One saying, kick them. The other one saying, love them. See, when you're not in Christ, there's no war. And if you're not in Christ and you, and you find yourself religious, guess what? You're, I can... I can abide by the law. But the word of God says you can get everything right by the law and still miss another point that makes you guilty. And none of us are exempt. Four laws. He says I'm, I'm, I'm warring in my members. Four laws in which we struggle and no one is exempt. For whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all. But it's better with Jesus. 
old wretched man that I am, Paul says, who will deliver me? Who will deliver me from me, from my stinking thinking? Who will deliver me from a life of darkness? Who will deliver me, the young people, we've seen videos and on music and on television. They got songs out talking about she ratchet, she ratchet. That didn't come from them. That came from the word of God. We'll judge one another. We'll criticize one another unconstructively, but we're also willing in our own minds. Who will deliver us from darkness into his light? I have A, B, C, and D got it going on for me. My house is wonderful and clean. I have a great job. I drive a fine car. I wear, I wear nice clothes, but there's a void on the inside. I can't seem to, 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 to keep a wife or hold a job or I go to, I've been to 15 interviews, get not get not one. I return to my secret sin of pornography or masturbation or alcohol or drugs or my television off. I can't sleep at night. Because my supervisor, I'm going to let him or her know what's on my mind. As soon as I get there, I'm going to let them know I'm worrying and I'm fighting every day of my life. And it may look good on the outside, but I'm wretched on the inside. And it doesn't make one or the other less than the other. It just means that we have a struggle. And when you're in Christ, you struggle. It's a good thing. Because if you don't deal with nothing, you're not struggling. If you don't have a struggle, it's because you're not dealing with it. And all the Phil Donahue's and Oprah Winfrey's, and now, I can't say her name, Ayanna Von Zandt. You know, I watch her from time to time, and I kind of like her method just a little bit. I'm like, that's what the church, we need to be doing that. We need to have those officers and people come in and we're willing to sit down and, and walk it with them. You'll get the word of God today, but you already know City Church is a church. We'll walk it with you. We don't just expect you to break the word and then you're going to be all right. You can cause, you have friends among one another to say, you know what? I came to the altar and we pray that you're coming today to the altar. And when I left the altar, I felt better. And I, but I, then someone touched and agreed with me. But something's on a process. But it's better with Jesus. It's better with Jesus. So who will free me from the power of sin, from the reign of sin, from sin that will have dominion over me, over you? Who is it that will deliver me from such a life, from such a, uh, an unstable mind? The Bible says that a man that's an unstable, that means that he's double-minded. In all of his ways, I'm pleasing you, so I'll go to the right. 
Well, they say I should go to the left. Now I'm going to the left. Or somebody say back up. Brooklyn in the house. I see her. Pleasing everybody but God. And we're frustrated and we're miserable. Amen. Or there's this one or two things our inner man is like. Give it to God. Give it to God. You can't do this by yourself. Listen, the homosexual that never gave his, given his life to the Lord, the murderer, and all these big, big sins according to man will be in hell, but guess what? The one who had the pride will also be there too. The one who said, I was afraid to go up front because the people would look at me. Or because what the minister was preaching, if I go to the altar, everybody's going to think I've got this big thing over top of my head. Who cares if you get your freedom? So who is it that would deliver this wretched man? How many of you need the answer? You probably already know the answer, but how many of us want the answer? Hallelujah. Who can help me to love a little more? And I'm almost done. Love a little better and love a little deeper. Be more kind to others and even love myself. Who can help me when I'm down and help me when I feel left out? Who can help me free my mind from the torment and fear and confusion that's brewing in my members? Who can save me? From a life of instability, a life of darkness, somebody say Jesus. I thank God for Jesus, the God who is rich in mercy because of his great love for us. Even when we were dead in our trespasses and our sins, we were made alive in Christ Jesus. If you believe it with me, stand on your feet. Come on, we're down in a spiritual warfare. Let's give God some praise. Come on, let's give him some glory. Let's give him some honor right now. Hallelujah. We're going to another place in him. You're not going to be the same. Hallelujah. An alcoholic must first understand before he gets his belt from or jacket from or set up in that jail an alcoholic. Hallelujah. For someone to get the same, you got to agree with God, not with other people, but with God to say, God, because of your great mercy, because of your love, hallelujah, I want my freedom. Because you paid the premium, you paid the cost for my freedom and salvation, hallelujah, I'm coming to you, oh God. I want you. I want you. I beg to have you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In him we have redemption. Through his blood. That's why the word of God says, where's your Mary? We found her in the light. And you were in the light. Guess what? We have fellowship. One with another. And as we're walking through our day, as we're serving God's people, as we're up under authority, hallelujah, in his authority, guess what? The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Hallelujah.
God never contradicts itself. So just like Paul, the same way with John, we have an advocate. If you were in a courtroom, you don't need one of those court-appointed attorneys not to say that there's something wrong with them, but I need somebody who's experienced. I, know, I need somebody who went to hell for me and rose again. Someone who knows Someone who knows my blueprint. If I fall apart, he knows how to put me back together. Amen. Humpty Dumpty fell over one another. Hallelujah. But it ain't all the king's horses and men that gonna put me together. It's Jesus who will put me back together. And you know what? He'll walk with us. And he'll talk with us. If we stay with him, get out of this prayer that you're dealing with. God take away my prayer. Because if I don't get rid of it, here comes a fall. Hallelujah. 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 Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Um, another place. Can we go back? Another place. Hallelujah. Come on, all eyes closed, hands lifted, just for a moment, come on, spiritual warfare, hallelujah, I can give you some more scriptures, but I think they're good right there, if Pastor Stevens agree with me, I think we're good right here, hallelujah, 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 glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. We may not know how to get your deliverance right now, but listen, today, want it. Want the deliverance. Want to be taken out of darkness. Want to come out of secret sin. Hallelujah, but let's go. I want it. God, I want it. Oh, I pray and pray and my deliverance may not just come from that my enemy loves you all, but I'm also warring in my members against God and also God. The war of my mind, my members and the war of sin, oh God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Perhaps, perhaps, and the church is praying, if you have a spiritual tongue, let's raise it. Hallelujah. Let's raise it. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Sometimes we don't know what God to pray for. I don't know what the spirit of God knows. I'm just a vessel. Hallelujah. While you're praying in your spiritual language, look at yourself. Start with yourself. Start with him. Hallelujah. Tell him what you want to be done in your life. Don't try to find it in just how you can say it. Hallelujah. Say it with your heart. Don't let it come out as guilt. Don't let it come with implicit guilt. Keep it before you see God. Draw conclusions. Come on, this is a safe setting. Let me watch a wall fall. Let me get into another place. Come on, help me, God. Help me, 
force the pop of that when the sound is done. You think I fight my most enemy? When you're from the world, from the most castles, I'm not just about to pray and minister to you. I'm going to ask you to open your mind. I'm going to ask you to open your mind. I'm share with the Lord of Israel, Jehovah 12, 4. I'm going to display the pride and the arrogance. Any, any, anything that would cause you to feel like you cannot confess and open and talk. I believe the Bible says that if you confess your sins one to another and telephone one another, that God would heal you. Because I pray, I, I, I know that there are many women here but, that, that need prayer today. But, but there's no need to look at the religious motions if you're not willing to put that thing at the altar. I'm going to need you to open your mouth and put that thing right on the altar. And someone will pray for you. Someone will pray for you. I'm going to have elders to come and pray. Come on. I'm going to tell lawyers to come and pray. Just come right now and pray. Come and pray. I'm going to husband and your wife is here. I'm, why don't you just join hands while we just stand? Why don't you just begin to pray? Why don't you begin to plead right now? There's a healing in this house. And let me just say this to you right now. As the other body and his wife are laying hands and ministering, we've been experiencing moments of God all week long in the church. We've been seeing where we kind of start the meetings to get the Holy Ghost with the over. That's what we do. I, I just believe that the Holy Spirit is moving by his power. And I'm here to tell you that moment is happening even right now. Even in this sanctuary. You don't have to go home for your enjoyment. But if you're willing to participate, God can come right now into your space. Come right now into your movement. Come right now into your situation. And he can begin healing and he can begin touching you. The Bible says that he healed and as I went, you got to take a step right now. You make a move right now. And as you make that move, God will take his move. He's going to take a step. God will take his step. Come on, let him begin to heal right now. Take him to heal right now. Take him to deliverance right now. Take him a breakthrough right now. Come on, let's hit the